The contents of the lab report are meant for educational purposes only. They are not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice. There's a steal over there. Who? Me? Yeah. Today on the lab report, mast cells and the syndrome in which they are overly activated. Histamine, baby. Nice. <laughs> the world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to the Lab Report. Is there a moratorium on how many Ted Lasso references we can make? Well, I'm just wondering how many times you have now seen the series. Like, at least 10. No, come on. Not kidding. 10, really? At least. Wow. You should have a better coach beard then. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Michael Chapman. How are you today? I'm doing great, Patty Devers. How are you? Crushing it and living my best life, of course. Okay. All right. Well, if you're new here, this is a podcast. It is. I, I don't even know how you found us, but I appreciate that you Aww. did. It's called The Lab Report. It's where we talk about things like functional medicine, specialty lab testing, integrative therapeutics, and the like. And if you like this show, you should head on over to iTunes or Spotify, perhaps subscribe, rate, review, leave, leave us some stars. But I like the stars. If you really like the show, what could they do? They can actually follow us on various social media platforms yeah. like Facebook, Instagram, all those things. And if you have comments things you want to let us know that we're doing wrong, right, what? all the stuff, huh? you can send it to podcast at gdx.net. That's our email address. And if you're a patient and interested in some of our testing, you can check out Genova Connect at connect.gdx.net. Okay, now, because I'm in my Ted Lasso land, uh -huh. I find myself Googling why, what's the difference between a pound and a quid? Do you know this answer? Uh, I, thought it, I thought they were the same. They are. Yeah. One's colloquial, like a dollar yeah. versus a buck. Right. How have I... I am now zero days old learning this. Like, this is amazing. Well, you're not quite the Anglophile that you Apparently not. are surrounded by. <sighs> Apparently not. On another note, I would say, like to say that we have gotten some really nice comments uh, we have. on iTunes I recently. I'd just I like to it. thank uh, everyone for those nice comments, depending on who you are. We've got <laughs> Functional Med Doc who said, hilarious. Aw, we are hilarious. The banter and tons of great info. So glad I found these two. I mean, really. Learning should be fun. It should be fun. Right? <laughs> Thanks, functional med doc. Also, I did not know that your mother was a functional medicine doctor. Hi, Mom. But yeah, maybe, well, there's more on here. So maybe we... read some? Not, not right now. We're not oh. going to do all. But, but don't get mad if I didn't read yours, because maybe we'll read it some other time. But then we're going to have to do the mean tweets, too. Oh, yeah. We can make a whole other episode out of those. <laughs> <laughs> those are going to be fun. <laughs> Anyway, what are we talking about today, Patty? We're talking about mast cell activation syndrome and mast mm. cell activation diseases because it comes up all the time. It does come up a lot. It's a hot topic. And it's normally one of those things when it comes up and like I'm on a consult, I'm like, anyway, well, let's look <laughs> at the next page of results here. But I think that's why we should hit this straight on. Agreed. Because there's a lot of confusion, and I think these terms and these diagnoses are misused a lot. Mm. And there are people who think mast cell activation syndrome is the answer for everything. A panacea, yeah. Kind there's of, a, a lot of things of. that people think yeah. are the answer to everything. Guess what? What? There's probably not one answer to everything in 99% of cases. Totally true. Totally true. But I think the umbrella term is mast cell activation diseases, of which mm. there are three. Okay. Lay it on me. One of which is mast cell activation syndrome. Okay. So given the fact that it ends in an S. Correct. <laughs> meaning it's a syndrome. <laughs> yes. Which 
let me guess again, uh-huh. it's a collection of symptoms. Uh-huh. A mm. constellation of symptoms. Oh, I, I, my mistake. <laughs> How then, dare I say collection instead of <laughs> constellation? Well, mast cell activation diseases include mast cell activation syndrome, mastocytosis, and mast cell leukemia. Mm. Don't like that word. Um, and when we come to what separates these three mast cell activation diseases, uh, basically you've got two in the category of essentially ex- excessive numbers mm-hmm. of mast cells. Right. Uh, and so that would include mastocytosis, hence the name, uh, and then mast cell leukemia. So you could you could easily imagine that in both of these cases you have too many mast cells. And, and that's, would, that's right. a distinction from what the mast cells, maybe you have a normal amount, maybe even you have less, but it's really about the functioning of the mast cells. And so in mast cell activation syndrome, which is that third one you listed, normal amounts of mast cells, but they're overactive, right? right? right. And so it's about the overall functioning. And in this response, in this syndrome, they're overactive, I guess. I will also say mastocytosis and mast cell leukemia are incredibly rare. Yeah. Though people are thinking that mast cell activation syndrome is more common than we thought. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Well, I I think it's important for us to back this up a little bit. Yeah, sure. Sure. We just jumped right into stuff. We certainly did. Let's just start. We tend to do that, actually. We do that a lot. We're like, let's just (laughs) go. (laughs) Pedal to the metal. Well, why don't we back it up and why don't you explain to the masses, Michael, what is a mast cell and why do we care? Uh, So a mast cell is, it's a white blood cell, Uh essentially. Um, And it's from the myeloid line. And so, you know, I I think when I back up to white blood cells, I always go back to like a differential, CBC Uh with diff, you know? Yeah. Um, And say, okay, well, where is it coming from? Because you've got neutrophils, you've got macrophages, you've got lymphocytes, you've got eosinophils. Uh, This is from the granulocytes, right? Mm -hmm. And it's found across the body in connective tissue. And primarily what mast cells are responsible for is creating a whole lot of, let's just face it, create a whole lot of inflammation, right? Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. make stuff crazy. Uh, <laughs> and they're doing it because they're getting signals from IgEs, from the IgE line of immunoglobulins to to do just that, to go crazy. And they do it by releasing histamine as kind of their main role. They've got all this histamine stored inside, these mm-hmm. little vesicles. Yeah. Once they get that IgE trigger, it's like party time <laughs> from a histamine standpoint. So all these cytokines, TNF-alpha, which is tumor necrosis factor alpha, um, and all these recruitment chemokines and stuff like that to recruit other uh, white blood cells to the area, again, create a lot of inflammation because essentially they're saying, we got to take care of something, guys. Right, right. And I think histamine is the one most people know, but it is important to know that there's all those other chemical mediators too. And you said connective tissue, which is a thousand percent true. And it's usually in those external external environmental interfaces, like your mucosa, anywhere there's mucosa or endothelial cells. And so it's super important. And Having yeah, just think of like what happens to you when you when you're allergic to cats, and then <laughs> you put your face in a cat. Well, let's talk about that. Like, what are the symptoms of histamine release? Uh, so, have you ever seen a Flonase commercial, Patty? <laughs> it's basically that person who's like, for whatever reason, walking through the wildflowers, wow. right? <laughs> and it's like, people. you know, you're allergic to the wildflowers. Why are you doing this? Right? <laughs> well, how obstacle we- <laughs> to cure. The first thing you could do from a prevention standpoint is not walk through the wildflowers, dummy. Okay, so if they're walking through the wildflowers, <laughs> just kidding. What, how nice. do they? How do they look? What are they? What's happening to these people? Uh, so runny nose, uh-huh. sneezing, right? Uh, itchy eyes, mm-hmm. maybe even skin irritations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could get coughing. Like if it starts to get extreme, you can get, you know, develop of uh, development of fluid in the lungs, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. At an again extreme 
amount. Um, and then your other atopic stuff, which could be long-term exposure, where you're talking about eczema, psoriasis, asthma. Those are all things that can be involved from an allergic atopic perspective. You could even get things like palpitations, oh, or yeah. like diarrhea or dermatography. You know when you scratch on your arm, it leaves that red mark? Yeah, I know Pretty what that cool. is. Pretty yeah. cool, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I say it that way just because... Basically, anytime I'm doing any sort of yard work, okay. it's inevitable that you will come into contact with some sort of brush, right? Okay. A stick or you know, any sort Bees. of... These. <laughs> <laughs> always. That's not... That's that's every time. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. This is... You know, I brushed up against something. And yes, every single time I'm doing any yard work, I, I have a huge rash and I'm like, ah, mast cells. Histamine. But this brings up another topic. Because we're talking about mast cells that are overreactive mm-hmm. and releasing too many of these chemical mediators, one of which is histamine. Well, then how is mast cell activation syndrome different than just histamine intolerance? Well, it's totally different. Yeah. Because of the etiology, right? right? So in the first one, mast cell activation syndrome, the histamine, the high levels of histamine is coming from the, the mast cell line, right? They're producing it and releasing it because of overstimulation. Histamine intolerance is basically you're ingesting histamine and you're having some sort of uh, systemic reaction to high levels of histamine in the system. So, I mean, you could see where there would be confusion because in both cases you might have high levels of histamine, mm-hmm. but one is because of actually a co- the causative agent is the mast cells, and the other is it's just a reaction to it in the diet. Mm. Well, and maybe not just a reaction to, like, you're eating too much of it, but it could be the fact that you're eating a normal amount of histamine, but for whatever reason, you're not adequately metabolizing it and breaking it down. And so that's leading to kind of this buildup of histamine, whereas anyone else would just be able to uh, excrete it efficiently. Totally, totally. And if you're taking in histamine, any normal person, the way histamine gets broken down is by enzymes like diamine oxidase, DAO, Mm -hmm. or histamine N-methyltransferase. It's actually a methylation reaction. So if you have a problem with either not enough of those enzymes or you have methylation abnormalities, you could have a hard time breaking histamine down, giving you histamine intolerance syndrome. Yeah, that was a shocker to me, especially when we were doing all that work around the methylation yeah. panel because this came up around there. People focus so much on DAO and will even supplement with mm-hmm. DAO to try and help some sort of histamine intolerance, uh, not knowing that that other pathway for detoxification is a methylation reaction. So it could very well be mm. that at the end of the day, if there's histamine intolerance on board, it could in part be a methylation problem. That's fascinating. Isn't it? Yeah. But then it's sort of like, okay, well, we've got histamine intolerance and mast cell activation syndrome. Both uh, are linked to higher levels of histamine potentially. So I would assume, uh, maybe wrongly assume, that the presentation of both of these things is similar. It is. And, And that's what's so confusing because histamine is histamine. But the other piece of this is histamine intolerance, lots of histamine, Mast cell activation syndrome is also histamine, but it's also some of these other chemokines, as you talked about earlier, some of those mediators. But in essence, the histamine symptoms are histamine symptoms, regardless of which is the etiology there. All right. Well, you touched earlier on foods that have high histamine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's definitely there's yeah. low histamine diets out there, no doubt. That's right. Well, I thought it would be fun if maybe we play a game. I like games. <laughs> games are fun. How about if I quiz you on various foods and you tell me high histamine or low histamine? You're going to quiz me. Yeah. That's not normally how the game system no, works around here. But I'm sick of getting that buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> I know you really take it personally, don't you? And no, you, this is a problem because I have so many different diet restrictions all scrambled up in my brain that I I, oh, I have actually no idea anymore what's on what diet. Oh, fun. I have to like con- consult 
major charts and that sort of thing, <laughs> and I haven't actually looked at this one in a while. So all right, let's go. I'm done for. Let's go. That's some anxiety-producing music. It's now really that is. I, now <laughs> that I'm on the hot seat Thank here, you. let me pass you the buttons here. Uh, <laughs> let me let you know which one's which. So this one here is when I get them all wrong, oh, right? So that's, oh, I'll that's be, that I'll one. I'll be using that one. And then this one here is um, really the one that, that you're one not so going to need yeah, to know where really that is, that actually. So. All right. Wow, you're letting me touch the buttons and everything. It's my lucky day. It is your lucky day. All right, let me get this one warmed up. Yeah, give it a few more. We're gonna, there we go. I want it. There's also that one. All right. I'm ready. Can you put some time on the board? Yeah. There we go. All right. So I'm going to name a food. You're going to tell me if it's high or low in histamine. So you give me the high or the low. Okay. Got okay, it. Okay. Ready? Eggs. Hi, baby. Low. <laughs> Bone broth. Hi. All right. You got one. Avocado. Low. Avocados oh. are high in histamine. How about rice? Low. Okay, I'll give you that one. Cheddar cheese. That's got to be way high. All right, you got it. You got it. All right, eggplant. Yep, high. Nightshade. Mm, nice. Yep. How about chicken? Hi. Meat. No. What? <laughs> now I'm confused. Low. I'm totally Proce confused. Processed meat, very high. Regular meat, low. Okay. That's okay. It. You know, even though I did very poorly in this, I think actually you're the loser in this game as far as hitting the appropriate buttons throughout I know. that. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. This is why you don't give me the buttons, That's Michael. Right. <laughs> now the audience sees. You know, it's funny. There are some foods that are high and or low in histamine, but there are some foods that, even though they're low in histamine, actually cause a high release of histamine. That's so like, confusing. Like chocolate. Like chocolate is low in histamine, but associated with increased release of histamine. The thing that I was, as you were reading some of those, there's a couple things. Some of the things on there you would not expect to be high histamine, like right. avocado. How often do you be like, you got, you got to stay away from avocados. I They're going to kill you. They're so good for you. Though. And then the other thing is like, I think about uh, a very anti-inflammatory diet would mm -hmm. be like just chicken and rice. Yeah. Both of which low histamine, mm -hmm. right? So it's interesting how there's kind of that correlation between the anti-inflammatory foods Histamine foods. Makes sense. That's true. Except for the avocados. Right. So we talked about foods mm -hmm. that are related to high and low histamine. Uh, are there other things that you could be exposed to or do throughout your diet, lifestyle factors that can either raise or lower histamine? What are some of the other for associations? Sure. Oh, for sure. High histamine levels are also associated with things like alcohol. So if you drink alcohol or you exercise or you're stressed out. Exercise induces histamine release. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It can. it can. And also estrogen. Isn't that interesting? Like hmm. estrogen can upregulate histamine release and then downregulate diamine oxidase, which is that enzyme that breaks it down, which is interesting. That is interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking especially about people who have PMS symptoms. Correct. Uh, because some of those might be related to histamine, like I, even headaches, right? Right. Headaches are associated with histamine intolerance and mast cell activation syndrome. So um, during that period in someone's cycle where they might be more estrogenic, I wonder... Could it be a histamine thing? For sure, for sure. And the other the other thing that's coming to mind now is that it's clear mast cell activation syndrome, histamine intolerance are so intertwined and the symptoms are so overlapping. The question I have for you, Michael, oh boy. is how then are we diagnosing mast cell activation syndrome? Well, it gets a little tricky, right? This is where you have to put on kind of your functional medicine hat because okay. it's a bit of a diagnosis of exclusion. 
Um, and we want to always, when we're thinking about excluding things, we want to start with the biggies, right? Right. So ruling out true allergies, doing allergy testing is the first thing, because if you have allergies, it's going to look like you've got high histamine. True. So, uh, you want to make sure that's not your causative factor. And then, um, you can look at things like the levels of the mediators, such as tryptase and 11 beta prostaglandin F2 alpha, uh, 24 hour urine histamine metabolites is out there as Mm -hmm. well. So Mm -hmm. those are some things that can give you a little bit of clinical insight, or it's kind of like an elimination diet where you could look at the clinical presentation and be like, wow, okay, we've ruled out allergies and this is episodic. So I'm wondering, you know, could this person in front of me be suffering from mast cell activation syndrome, histamine intolerance. And so uh, you could give something like an antihistamine as mm-hmm. a bit of a trial. And if they improve over that, you could at least get some insight into this is looking like histamine issues. Um, or you could just trial with like a low histamine diet or some of these natural interventions and see if they get better. Uh, and that'll also give you some insight into whether that's a histamine problem. Yeah. And then it comes down to kind of just piggybacking on what you just said. Then what do you do? So you think someone has mast cell activation syndrome, you're right. You use antihistamines. You can change their diet. Some people give DAO as a supplement, diamine oxidase. You can avoid alcohol, support methylation, decrease your stress. Also think about the microbiome because Mm. there are specific bacteria that also... Always think about the microbiome. (laughs) All day long. Just think about the microbiome. Just keep meditating (laughs) on the microbiome and you'll be okay. Um, And one other thing to shove into that list that wasn't on there. So... um, we have a lot of mast cell stabilizers in our medicine too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think about a couple of the biggest being vitamin C okay. um, is a mast cell stabilizer. I think about uh, coercetin as a really yeah. great mast cell stabilizer as Excellent. well as what we've talked about on this program before, nettle. Oh, actually happens to be a mast nettle. cell stabilizer. So those are all really, really great. Anything with a lot of bioflavonoids in it okay. is going to have somewhat of a mast cell stabilizing effect and an anti-inflammatory effect, even NAC, you know, from mm, an antioxidant right, and right. anti-inflammatory standpoint. So those are all really, think about mast cell stabilization on top of reducing the obstacle to cure, which, you know, is, is what's causing the histamine release. <laughs> oh my God, Travis. That's alarming. <laughs> scared <Wow>. me. <laughs> time is it? Oh, you know what time it is. Uh, wow. Yeah, put it back in. Thanks, Travis. Thanks. Wow. Wait, what time is Oh, I think you know what It's just in there now. I don't think I can even get it out of there. Why is it a peacock? It was here while we were recording. I don't know. There's a lot going on in that little jingle, sir. The more, the merrier. That's right. That's right. Well, the question of the day is going to go to you, ah, sir. Great. I've like, been on the hot seat a lot today. Have you? feel that way. Oh, Maybe okay. it's just my general anxiety. <laughs> perhaps, like. perhaps. But we here at Genova are a laboratory company. And so my question is, how does any Genova testing help when you're trying to parse out things like histamine intolerance or mast cell activation syndrome, etc.? Listen, we have you covered. Wow. Okay? okay. I mean, you can really get a lot of insight around this because there's several different things that we test that we even covered today, right? So first and foremost, allergy. So Ooh, we've got yeah. IgE testing. We we've got IgE for foods. We've got IgE for molds, inhalants, all that sort of stuff. Cool. So Yay. lots of IgE testing that's a blood test that's available can help you rule out allergy. From the next step, we talked about methylation, right? Oh, right. We've got a methylation panel that if you're suspecting that, you know, whether it's DAO or whether it's a methylation impairment that's driving some of this poor histamine detoxification, you can get some more insight into that around the methylation panel, and that'll help you determine whether things like folate, B12, all that stuff for 
that's good for methylation, can help here. Okay. The last thing is we did touch on the microbiome because, believe it or not, a certain amount of histamine can be produced by the microbiome. And as it so happens on our new microbiomics test is uh, one evaluation for histamine production based on the microbiome. And it's so cool because you're looking at not only the bacteria there, but actually the genes within the bacteria that encode for something like histamine production. So not something like it encodes for histamine Mm -hmm. production. So you can actually say, wow, there's a lot of bacteria that have genes that make histamine uh, more likely than not. That's resulting in a higher histamine production coming from the microbiome. How crazy. Whoa. And you know what? You're right. We do have them covered. Totally covered. Cool. Next time on The Lab Report, we're going to talk about vitamins produced by the microbiome. Wait, you tell me the bugs make vitamins? Isn't that wild? Crazy. Helpful little bugs. You've been listening to The Lab Report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. So going back to Ted Lasso, okay. thinking about Nate the Great, second Aww. season, his, yeah. his graying hair. That's so And profound. as I'm watching the excessive graying of this character <laughs> my thought was You're looking am i racing him is this a race no. because i think he's no, winning no. i think he's michael, winning michael your hair's adorable everybody <laughs> knows just, it i mean gray's fine i'm totally good with that just <laughs> facts are facts you know what i'm saying no you're young